We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall never surrender until in God's good time, the new world with all its power and might steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of people. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. Today's topic is the Ten Commandments, and not just those that are found in the Bible, but the epic movie, The Ten Commandments, produced by Cecil B. DeMille and starring Charlton Heston. What's the key moral to this movie? Well, Cecil B. DeMille actually told us. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Good morning and welcome to The Rebellion. Thank you for listening into the show. Today's topic, like I said in the introduction, is the Ten Commandments. And not just what's written in the Bible, obviously, that is the context for today's show, but I want to talk about the Ten Commandments, God's rules, God's laws, within the context of the epic movie, the classic, The Ten Commandments, produced and directed by Cecil B. DeMille and released in 1957. It starred Charlton Heston as Moses and Yul Brynner as Pharaoh. Ramses. Now, if you're a millennial or a Gen Zer and you're listening to this right now and you don't know what I'm talking about, shame on you. <laughs> shame on you. Uh, yes, this was a movie that was produced long ago, but it is an epic produced by one of the greats and starring many of the greats that um, shows us what uh, entertainment was like in the golden era of Hollywood. So even if you're younger, you need to attend to this show, not simply because you need to learn to appreciate some of the art that preceded the stuff that was produced five minutes ago, but you need to understand the moral uh, to the story, the underlying assumptions to these movies, to these, to, to the entertainment industry that existed then that is antithetical to what exists now. And attending to some of the quotes, why did Cecil B. DeMille produce the Ten Commandments. Why was it important to him? Well, he told us. He told us as the movie was preparing to be released in the theaters. There are quotes that we have. And I'm going to share those with you today, and I'm going to do so within the context of something that I've talked about repeatedly here on The Rebellion, and that is the paradox of liberty and law and freedom and fences. G.K. Chesterton's quote, that I've gone back to time and again. It's one of my go-to. It's one of my go-to lessons, and and um, it, it's something that I think is critical to the to understand who we are as a people here in the United States of America. A constitutional republic, a free society, can't exist if it doesn't understand the paradox of liberty and law, fences and freedom, discipline and freedom. How many times have I said it? Get rid of the big laws of God and you don't get liberty. You get thousands and thousands of little laws that rush in to fill the, fa- the vacuum. Tear down the fences of God and you won't be free. You will have a despot, a tyrant come along and try to constrain you. You, you won't be able to run freely once the fences are down because somebody will put a chain on you and hold you, confine you within a space that's much smaller than the space that the fences confined in the first place. So the fences defined, defined in the first place. 
tear down the borders of our nation and you won't be more free. You're going to be confined to your own home because you're going to be afraid of everybody that's out in the streets. Uh, This is the lesson that we're learning in California right now. People are leaving California because there's chaos. The fences have been torn down. And there's chaos in the streets, and it's reaching their own neighborhoods. There are tent cities right outside their front doors. And these tent cities are not safe. Drugs and prostitution, violence, crime, theft, murder, no rules, no regulations, human feces on the sidewalk, needles, used needles left here and there. Little children can't ride their bicycles from their home to their neighbor's house any longer. Ben Shapiro tells the story without riding over used needles and having to confront this nonsense. So what parent wants their kid to live in that type of environment? So what's happening? People don't feel free any longer. They can't enjoy the freedom of their neighborhood because the fences have been broken down. They're being confined by chaos Or they'll be confined by a king. Some tyrant will come in and try to clean up the mess, and then he will establish more and more and more and more rules. I was at an event recently. It's the one I spoke about where I was supporting Josh Brekeen for Congress for Oklahoma's 2nd District. By the way, sidebar, if you're listening to this and you live in the 2nd District, which would be everything from the Texas border down by Durant, all the way up through Tulsa County, Washington County, all the way to the Kansas border. If you live in the 2nd District here, the Congressional 2nd District in Oklahoma, on August 23rd, get out and vote. That's the runoff vote. That's the runoff election. You have several very important positions in play right then. Superintendent of Public Instruction, Ryan Walters versus April Grace. Vote for Ryan Walters. April Grace is awful. She's been endorsed by all of the unions. That in and of itself should tell you, do not vote for April Grace. Anybody who is supported by these unions is not the person to be leading education in the state of Oklahoma. The unions are the problem. Their worldview is the problem. They believe that the children are theirs, not yours. The governments, not the parents. They're the ones who are supporting all of this alphabet soup nonsense. They're the ones who are grooming your children for their agenda. Not just their sexual agenda, but their economic and political agenda. Terrible education leads to a terrible culture. And these schools and their unions cannot wash their hands of the mess that we're in right now. They created this monster. They created it. They are Dr. Frankensteins. They've created the monster, and the monster's turning on them, and they refuse to admit it. Do not vote for April Grace for Superintendent of Public Instruction. Vote for Ryan Walters. He's the only hope right now of anyone that will stand in the face of this mess and say, no, no, you cannot continue to brainwash our children. Teach them how to read and write. Teach them how to count. Teach them that the Constitution is a good thing and not the product of systemic racism and white privilege. Teach them that George Washington and Thomas Jefferson and John Adams and Alexander Hamilton and John Jay Teach them that they were virtuous men, not perfect men, but virtuous men that were chosen 
in the providence of God to give us a constitution that gave us more freedom than any other people in the history of the world. Don't deconstruct all of this stuff. Don't tear it down. Don't burn it down and then expect to have a free society. Because what is built back up in its place is going to be a monster. It's going to be a monster. And it's going to confine us. We will not be free. That needs to be taught in the schools. And it's not being taught right now. So vote for Ryan Walters. And vote for Josh Brickeen for your congressman. This man was mentored by Senator Tom Coburn. So if you want a chip off the old block, if you want a man who has the same DNA, the same values, the same courage, the same spine as Senator Tom Coburn, vote for Josh Burkeen. He's a true conservative. Don't believe the lies that they're perpetuating right now. Ignore the lies that are coming to you via his opponent's campaign. I know Josh Burkeen personally. And a lot of the stuff that they're saying about him is just pure garbage. And remember this, what he said, this quote from Josh Burkeen, people who speak in half-truths are telling you full lies. One more time, people who speak in half-truths are telling you full lies. And that's the nature of political campaigns. I'm, I'm seeing it right now, even in my own campaign for county commissioner. The rumors, the gossip, the, the outright deception, it's intentional, and they know it. They're speaking in half-truths at best, and they do so. They do so with a smug smile on their face, knowing that they're telling you full lies. Vote for Josh Burkeen for the, for the Congress, for the 2nd District Congress here in Oklahoma. Vote for Ryan Walters for Superintendent of Public Construction. You've got a Senate race coming up right now. Uh, T.W. Shannon versus Mark Wayne Mullen. Not too sure which way I'm falling on that one right now, but it's very important. You need to get out and vote for that one too. And then there are smaller, smaller, quote-unquote, races. I, I don't think they are. I don't think the lesser offices are, I don't believe, that that label is accurate because, as you've heard me say over and over again, if we don't get our local house in order, then the nation will burn. But you have other races, such as county commissioner here in the first district of um, Osage County here in Oklahoma. I'm running for county commissioner. And other county commissioner runoffs uh, exist, too. There's one down in the third district. So get out and vote. If you're listening to me right now, pay attention to August 23rd. It's your day to vote. It's your day to make a, di a difference. And I would argue, let's get back to the topic of today's show before I take a break. I would argue that you must vote for the candidate who understands that if you get rid of the big laws of God, you're not going to get liberty. You're going to get thousands and thousands of little laws that rush in to fill the vacuum, and therefore you're going to lose your freedom. I don't care what office it is, whether it's Congress or whether it's county commissioner. If you vote for people that don't understand that, you're going to lose your freedom. Because people that don't understand that are running because they cherish the power. They're not running because they understand the principles of private property and personal liberty. They're running because they want the job, they want the title, they want the power. And people that are running for office for those reasons 
are people that are violating the very context, the very premise, the very foundation of our constitutional republic as they make decisions. As they make decisions when they take the office, they're going to make the wrong decisions because they don't understand the paradox of liberty and law and freedom and fences. They don't understand that the very foundation of our culture is the Ten Commandments. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Let's take a break, and I'll be right back in a couple minutes. Okay, welcome back to The Rebellion. Did you know that the movie, um, the one I'm referring to right now, The Ten Commandments, starring Yul Brenner as Pharaoh and Charlton Heston as Moses, produced and directed by Cecil B. DeMille, one of the famous, one of the famous icons of Hollywood. I said it... Uh, it was released in 1957. I think I was off a year. It was actually 1956. Um, it, when it was released, Cecil B. DeMille was interviewed in New York City at the opening of the Ten Commandments, and he stated this. I want you to listen to this. He said this at the opening of the movie, the preview in New York City. Man has made 32 million laws since the Ten Commandments were handed down to Moses on Mount Sinai more than 3,000 years ago. But he never improved on God's law. He went further. This is from Cecil B. DeMille. The Ten Commandments are the principles by which man may live with God and man may live with man. They are the expressions of the mind of God for his creatures. They are the character and guide of human liberty for there can be no liberty without law. I'm going to pause right there. I want you to hear that again before I continue with the rest of his quote. This is from Cecil B. DeMille, the director the producer of the Ten Commandments, one of the icons of the golden era of Hollywood. They are the character, the Ten Commandments are the character and the guide of human liberty, for there can be no liberty without law. Does that sound familiar? Does that sound like he's essentially quoting G.K. Chesterton? Get rid of the big laws of God and you don't get more liberty. You're going to get thousands of thousands of little laws that rush in to fill the vacuum. We have created 32 million laws since the Ten Commandments were handed down to Moses more than 3,000 years ago. But we've never improved upon God's laws. The Ten Commandments are the principles by which we may live with God and we may live with each other. The Ten Commandments are the expression of the mind of God for his creatures. The Ten Commandments are the character and the guide of human liberty, for there can be no liberty without the law, the law of God. Cecil B. DeMille then went on, What I hope for the production of the Ten Commandments is that those who come to see it shall come from the theater, not only entertained and filled with the sight of a big spectacle, but filled with the spirit of truth. That it, the Ten Commandments, this movie, will bring to its audience a better understanding of the real meaning of this pattern of life that God has set down for us to follow. This was what Cecil B. DeMille said about the Ten Commandments. Now, John Adams said this about the Ten Commandments. He said, The Ten Commandments and the Sermon on the Mount contain my religion. Those are the bookends to his Christianity, said John Adams. 
The same man that said our Constitution is made only for a moral and religious people and is wholly inadequate to the government of any other, said in 1816, the Ten Commandments and the Sermon on the Mount contain my religion. The Ten Commandments and Jesus' Sermon on the Mount define my religion. They are the bookends to my religion. They are the brackets that hold together my religion. This is what John Adams was telling us. Our Constitution is made only for a moral and religious people and is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. Our Constitution is grounded in the Ten Commandments and the Sermon on the Mount the Bible. And if we don't understand that, we are not going to be a free people. Our Constitution will not govern us. We will go crazy, and we will lose our freedom. The Piper paraphrase of what John Adams was saying in 1816. President William McKinley said this in 1897, Our faith teaches that there is no safer reliance than upon God the God of our fathers, who will not forsake us so long as we obey his commandments. Now, listen to that. Our faith teaches us. What faith is he talking about? Christianity, our nation's faith. Not that everyone completely embraced it or was born again or catechized into the Christian community, into the church. No, he's just saying that our faith as a nation, our Christianity... Our moral and religious assumptions teach us that there is no safer reliance than upon the God of our fathers, who will not forsake us so long as we obey his commandments. If you want safety, if you want freedom, if you want liberty, there's no better way to get it than to recognize that the God of our fathers, the God of Thomas Jefferson, John Adams, John Jay, Alexander Hamilton, George Washington, of our fathers. The God of our fathers will not forsake us as long as we obey his Ten Commandments. Al Smith, the four-term Democrat governor of New York. He was the first Catholic presidential candidate in 1927, said this, The essence of my faith is built upon the Ten Commandments of God. The law of the land is built on the commandments of God. There can be no conflict between them. Another Democrat, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, stated this in 1942. We as a nation and as individuals will please God best by showing regard for the law of God. There is no better way of fostering goodwill toward man than by first fostering goodwill toward God. If we love him, we will keep his commandments. Close quote. Franklin Delano Roosevelt, FDR, 1942. President Dwight D. Eisenhower, 1955, said this, The purpose of a devout and united people was set forth in the pages of the Bible to live in freedom, to work in a prosperous land, and to obey the Ten Commandments of God. This biblical story of the promised land inspired the founders of America. It continues to inspire us. Close quote. 
Dwight D. Eisenhower, President of the United States. And then in 1983, Ronald Reagan said this, There is a great spiritual awakening in America. One recent survey by a Washington-based research council concluded that 95% of those surveyed expressed a belief in God. A huge majority believed in the Ten Commandments and that they had real meaning in their lives. That was true then. Is it true now? If we asked, if we surveyed, would there be 95% that expressed belief in God and a majority that believed that the Ten Commandments are important, are inspired, are handed down to us as the simple and the few laws of God that give us liberty. You know, yesterday I played a clip for you of this teacher, this fifth grade, sixth grade teacher who went on TikTok. She was legitimately asking, TikTok, what do I do? I've got students that are coming into my classroom and they're telling me that their preferred pronouns are banana and rock. TikTok, what do I do? Should I honor that? Should I affirm that? Should I enable them as they define themselves as bananas and rocks? She doesn't know what to do. Why? Because she's bought the lie. She's embraced this deception. Where did she get all this garbage in the first place? Your schools. I mean, stop and think about it. You have a teacher that doesn't know whether or not she should refer to people as rocks and bananas. Why does this teacher go on TikTok and express this confusion with no shame? The reason she's doing so is she was taught in our colleges of education across the nation. This is what we're producing. Whether it be OSU or whether it be OU, whether it be KSU or KU, whether it be the private school down the road, Private, unfortunately, unfortunately, even Christian colleges are teaching this LGBTQIA, CRT, BLM, SJW, SEL, alphabet lunacy. The subjective identity claims. I've said over and over again that that the only logical end, the only obvious end to this lunacy is total confusion and total chaos. Tearing down the simple definitions In this case, just two, the definition of a man and the definition of a woman. Just two. We tore down two simple laws, two simple definitions in our quest for liberty. And what do we get? We didn't get more liberty. We get more laws, mandates, top-down hierarchical mandates, edicts, from the smart folks telling us how to use the bathroom telling us which pronouns we can and cannot use, to the point where we've got a teacher who's confused and is reaching out and asking, TikTok, what do I do? Should I refer to my students as bananas and rocks? And no, this wasn't satire. This, this teacher was legitimately asking the question. You can't make this nonsense up. So why are we where, we're, where we are right now? It's because... We've abandoned the big laws of God. We, we, we refuse, one more time, we refuse to live within the boundaries of just 10 simple laws, and therefore we've got reams and reams of little laws that are now being imposed by smart folks who are ignoring our Constitution and just saying, well, it's the product of white privilege. Anyway, it's not a, 
good document. It's actually a bad document. It's the product of systemic racism. They're gonna, we're going to tear down the Ten Commandments, the Constitution of the United States, and we're going to build something up that's better. Well, what are you going to build up? It's not going to be a system of just ten few and little laws. It's going to be a system of a, a gazillion laws. In this, in this meeting with Josh Burkeen that I told you about, where he said uh, that those who speak in half-truths are telling you full lies. David Barton from Wall Builders was also there, and he was sharing the, with, the, with the audience the reason that we should care about the religious convictions, the Christian convictions of those that are running for office. And he shared data after data after data after data after data, example after example, quotations from the Founding Fathers, such as what I've shared with you today, FDR, Dwight D. Eisenhower, William McKinley, Ronald Reagan, quotes, Al Smith, quotes, John Adams, of people that have said that the Ten Commandments are the foundation of our culture. I told you yesterday that if you go into the Supreme Court, and I've been there, I've been there during a hearing when we were one of the plaintiffs suing the federal government for its intrusion into our religious freedom. And in that Supreme Court, as we're arguing to preserve our religious freedom and stop the federal government from encroaching upon it, stealing it, taking it away, these Supreme Court justices have to face the freeze work. And above them, directly in their line of sight, is, a, is an image of Moses and the Ten Commandments centered there in the Supreme Court. It's the basis of everything we do. It's the context for our freedom. David Barton said in this meeting that I'm talking about, this rally for Josh Brakeen, and I'm going to butcher it a little bit because I didn't write it down, but I've got it pretty close. He said that if you read, if you or I went and got the United States legal code, all of the laws that are codified, in the United States of America, the laws that you and I are obligated to abide by. You know, ignorance of the law is no excuse, they say. Well, then we shouldn't be ignorant of our laws, right? Well, if you go and get the entire legal code, all those laws that are codified into law, as they exist right now in the United States of America, and read 700 pages a week of that law, do you know how long it would take you to finish reading everything? 25,000 years. That's how many laws we now have. In other words, we've got so many laws, there's no way for any of us to even know what they are. And they keep adding more on a daily basis. Why is it? Why is it that we have so many? It's because we won't live within the boundaries of the 10. So we have so many now that it would take us 25,000 years if we read 700 pages a week. It would take us 25,000 years to read through it at, at the rate of 700 pages a week. Get rid of the big laws of God and you don't get liberty. You get thousands and thousands, did you hear me? Thousands and thousands of little laws that rush in to fill the vacuum. The Ten Commandments matter. The Sermon on the Mount matters. Because within those bookends, within those brackets, you will find our constitutional liberties. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.